Have you ever considered doing a tech detox? Of course you have. You know that it's good for you. You've heard about other people doing it. But somehow you can't seem to find the time to step away from the technology that's right there at your fingertips and take a mental health day. Am I right? What if you not only shut your tech off for a few days, but deleted every single thing you've ever posted to the internet for the last decade? Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. This week, I talked to the founding father of Fizzle and technology iconoclast, Corbett Barr. He has a lot to say about the years he spent online and how he's taking control back from the internet. Corbett Barr and I have been building communities online since forever. You may know him as the founder and CEO of Fizzle.com, or you've heard him on another podcast, or you know him as the guy who's announced publicly that he's starting all over again on the internet. It caught my attention big time when he emailed me to say that he was reevaluating how he exists online. Over 500 blog posts, 400 podcast episodes, and more than 30,000 Fizzle members later, he's deleting a lot of his content on his sites and on his social media accounts. It struck a chord with me. I needed to talk to him. I wasted no time when I got right into it on the phone with him. I asked him if he ever imagined that building community would be as hot a topic of the day as it seems to be these days. I didn't think that community or the creator economy, that either of them would be like this huge thing like it is right now. It's really having its moment. And it's so weird to have gone years because we started Fizzle back in um, 2012, nine years ago. Yeah. Right. And it's crazy how how that time goes by. But it's one of those things where I think the creator economy and community is having its overnight success moment because mm -hmm. these things have been building for a long time. People have been working behind the scenes. There were people who were earning money as bloggers and podcasters and everything else. There were people building small communities for years, even a decade ago. And now all of a sudden it's everywhere. It's, it's even, you know, in mainstream publications, people are talking about it like crazy in the New York times and, and everything else. Um, so I didn't think we would get to this point. It's kind of interesting that we are, but it's fun to be along for the ride. It's also rare that community builders chat with one another to find out what led them to start a community at all, knowing how much work goes into it. Turns out, his reason for launching a community was very different than my own. It was a way to collect all of the online courses, coaching, everything else that I had been offering in various places under one roof. And mm -hmm. it was really just because um, of my maybe um, neatnik kind of nature. I need to have everything in a place that I can see it. And, and having a bunch of different websites and properties and things out there just started to feel like overwhelm to me. And th that's kind of the story of my life. You were feeling. just streamlining and that was the crux of, well, let's bring other people into this one place. Exactly. And then, and then you might as well, if you're doing all of that, have community there, right? For, for your students and, and people to talk to each other. 
Knowing that Corbett and I are both big fans of The Social Dilemma, a documentary that you need to go watch on Netflix if you haven't yet, I wanted to dig a bit to see why he was doing the tech detox that he emailed me about. It scared me. I can't imagine deleting years of posts, but I realized it's also because no one ever dared to suggest that that was an option until he did. Well, I think we could all use a little more digital minimalism, right? Yes. Like minimalism has become such a hot thing in the physical world. I think in the digital space, yes, we're all just bombarded by so much every day. And we've heard this advice, especially as business owners, that we need to be everywhere. And it just feels natural to um, put feelers out. I'm going to try this platform and try that platform. And pretty much you find that you're, you're all over the place and you feel like you're all over the place, kind of scatterbrained with mm. what's going on. So for me, I just started um, ha- feeling like I was, my digital self was out there and I had kind of lost control of it because you forget about all the places that you have spent time and put photos and thoughts and everything else. And I didn't like that, that feeling of there were these things out there representing me that weren't necessarily me in the current, in the present. Sure. And I also started looking at the business results or lack thereof of various platforms and the return on my investment, not just from a business standpoint, but also from a, an emotional, psychological, well-being kind of standpoint. Hmm. And I recognized that there were certain platforms where every time I opened them, I left feeling like worse than I did when I started there. Right. And um, that led to some pretty easy decisions. I think there's unfortunately this engineering that happens with all of these platforms where they're doing their best to make us feel like we have to be there and we're going to miss out on conversation, right? And, um, you know, when you've, you've spent time and you've built up followers somewhere, it feels like there's value there and I don't want to just turn it off. Mm. But is there really any value there if, if it's just sitting there? Um, and so for me, as I looked at Instagram, Facebook, and all of the other Facebook products, and then LinkedIn and some other places that I had been a part of for a long time, uh, I just didn't see that it was actually leading to any like right. actual impact. And from a mental health standpoint, and just being able to like focus on fewer things, it made sense to finally turn those off. So how is he actually detoxing online? Get your pens out. Closing a bunch of accounts, like, you know, a half dozen different accounts. Deleting them all together? Deleting them all together. Hives. I'm getting the hives from cleaning (laughs) your, your, (laughs) because my version of tech detox or the way I've talked about it for years is running a community. There's just a ton of people you're always surrounding yourself with. So I would do, I still do a three day tech detox, but that just means I turn off notifications. I close my laptop. Yeah. I just get away from everything digital for a few days, then I get back in. So I think that's I think that's smart as well. I, and or I love the idea of doing like an analog Sunday every week where you just Ooh. don't use your devices. Um, but in my case, uh, it it really did mean first I deleted every social media post I had ever made on all the platforms. Wow! I uh, went through and deleted. 95% of my old blog posts on my personal site, a bunch of old videos, podcasts, all that kind of stuff, and really just cleaned house because there's so much out there. It, think about it. We, you know, um, throughout time, we've had conversations with people, but those conversations in person weren't recorded 
for the entire world to be able to see right. for all time. And right. yet here we are having these weird discussions about things that don't really matter on social media. And then they're just there forever. And of course, the social media platform wants those things there because the more content, the better. It attracts more people there. But I don't know that it's necessarily serving us as the individuals, as the users in the way that right. we would hope. I think for me, it, it needs to involve a bit of focus just because of the way that I operate. Um, I don't know if it will involve the same businesses that I'm running right now, but I had been stuck in a bit of analysis paralysis for a few years, feeling like I was pulled in a lot of different directions and I didn't know what to work on next. And I felt like I wasn't making a lot of progress. So by wiping the slate clean and making some decisions about what direction I wanted to go, suddenly I'm unstuck and I'm making progress again. And it feels great. And I think, again, this is something, you know, I don't know what this part of the playbook looks like because I haven't ever run something for, you know, 10 years straight. I haven't ever been 44 years old before. Um, I haven't been middle-aged. And so I feel like uh, you, it's easy to kind of get in that place where you're just going through the motions and you're not charting new territory. So for me, it was about finally realizing that, oh yeah, I'm the only one that's going to make decisions about my life. It's not like, the world or the universe or people around me are going to do that for me. So I need to decide, what do I want to do? What do I want to be excited about when I wake up in the morning? And, um, and just finally like saying, this is what I'm going to do. Feels great. While the news of his detox definitely gave me a small panic attack, his reasons for doing so really hit home. We all get into a sort of stasis as we're growing our companies, doing the same thing over and over again. It's hypnotizing in a way, and often the reason that we forget we're the ones in charge of what we do. The inspiring part about Corbett taking action is that he snapped himself out of the business building lull so many of us are familiar with. He looked far beyond the work a lot of us are so focused on, and he stepped back to examine what had happened versus what he wanted to see happen. Doing so not only illuminates what we made possible yesterday, but what ways we can make new possibilities happen tomorrow. If you're an entrepreneur listening to this episode, you know you like control just a little bit. We love that about running a business. We want to remain in control of all of its moving parts. So if we can all take in what Corbett's doing and redraw our online experiences, past and present, so that we remain in control our businesses may be all the better for it. Even if it sounds terribly scary and causes you to break out in hives at the thought of it. You don't call. You don't write. Why not do both? Call or text me at 708-872-7878 or go to jillsalzman.com slash podcast to record a message so that I can talk to you in a future episode. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. It helps other listeners discover my stories and interviews so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Amanda, Lindsay, Aaron, and Corbett for making this podcast with me. If you want to subscribe to Corbett's newsletter or hear more about his online journey, check him out at CorbettBar.com. That's C-O-R-B-E-T-T-B-A-R-R.com. And thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.